I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We are always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge of movement, Linnell Willingham. Taking you up to 10 o'clock tonight before we dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief. Coming up in about 10 minutes or so, our pal Michael Phillips, who covers the Washington Commanders for the Washington Times. He is set to join the program. We'll ask him the question that we spent really the entire day of the 7 o'clock hour asking you, what is Sam Howe's ceiling if you improve the offensive line and add a dynamic tight end uh, to this offense in the offseason? Vic, I'm going all over the place here, but I do want to get Josh in right now because we're not going to get any more calls here for a little while. Josh, want to get your thoughts on this, my man. You have the floor. Yeah, thank you for having me. I think we have to look at the question that was asked. Mm-hmm. What's his ceiling? A lot. Of, I'm hearing a lot of people talk about like how he's playing right now. His ceiling. I think he's he Bingo. he 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 can he can play. He can really play. I think he he has shown that he's a starter in this league. I think that if you put the pieces around him, he can do something. Like the last caller said, you put him at San Fran, or oh, he balling. He can make the throws. He can process if he has the time. There's no rookie quarterback that's coming out there with, that has, what, two seconds that can dissect the whole defense. It's, it's, it's not possible. My man has showed that he can play. Let's put some respect on him. He's not perfect. There's a lot of mistakes. Yeah, but he's a rookie. But there's a lot of pluses as well. So if I had to put money on it, I would put, I don't know. But we have to give him another shot. It's not like we're going to throw him to the wayside like we do every other player. Mm. He's, he's shown us so far that he's the best of what we have in-house. Why would we go look at somewhere else? Now, granted, if there's something that falls into our lap, okay, let's pick the best player available. Cool. But let's not act like he, he's not showing us like that he's, a, that he's not he's a scrub. There's plenty of quarterbacks that are way worse than him, and there's plenty of quarterbacks that are way better than him. Let him improve. Let him grow. Let us actually be a good franchise and let us develop our players instead of get rid of them. It's the first sign of problem. Mm. Josh, appreciate you bringing this drama, man. That's I, I hear that. I really do, and I honestly feel like with Sam, that's why I'm so torn on it. And I think I love the way Josh put it. If I had to put my house on it, if I had to put my house on it, based on what I've seen with my eyes, I'm going to say he's probably top more more top 12 to 16 because the high-end stuff is really high-end. He's just not doing it on a consistent enough basis, and I think we can blame the lack of consistency well, for one, there's no consistency in the offense at all outside of the quarterback. And then he's a young quarterback, man. Young quarterbacks make mistakes. Young quarterbacks bump their head. It's about what he does in year two for me uh, 
would help me make that big-time decision as to whether or not he's my guy moving forward. So last week, I got the opportunity to sit down with longtime NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, knows the NFL like the back of his hand, plenty of sources within the National Football League. When we sat down, he gave me what he's been hearing nationally from other GMs currently employed by NFL teams about Sam Howe. Take a listen. I can tell you just GMs I talk to regularly who we just shoot the bull about all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they believe it like they're like you could do a whole hell of a lot worse than this kid. Like really? this kid going into his second full year as a starter, if I was in the job market, would I look at that as a net positive or a negative or a neutral? They would say net positive. Um, and look, quarterbacks are going to go one, two, you know, Caleb Williams, Drake, man, that's going to happen. It'll probably be in that order, but I would say it's not guaranteed. I think it's going to be one of the things that makes that job attractive and guys who have no dog in this fight, who I just trust, um, have multiple of them have said to me unsolicited, like, Hey, they found like Marty found another one. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like Marty's in all these college press boxes everywhere we go. One of my scouts is sitting next to Marty. And you know what? He he found himself a hell of a quarterback there. Whether he gets to stick around for the development or not, like I I I I think the kid's gonna win a lot of games in this league. There you hear it. Jason Lockett for a longtime NFL insider, as plugged in as anyone you'll hear from here on this program. And he's been talking to GMs throughout the National Football League, and they all keep saying the same thing. As Jason Lockenford put it, you can do a hell of a lot worse than what you got right now under center with Sam Howe. The next couple of months is about figuring out what Washington's going to do at the quarterback position. The final month of the season, though, I should say, is about figuring out uh, whether Sam Howell is going to be that guy. Can he continue to add good bullet points to his Washington QB resume? I'm excited to see it, man. Buckle up. It is going to be one hell of an offseason here in our nation's capital. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, as promised, our pal Michael Phillips, who covers the Washington Commanders for the Washington Times, he is set to join us. He was in the locker room on Sunday when the fire alarm started going off. We'll get all of that and more next for Michael Phillips here on The Fan. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Oh, yeah. Just getting rolling. Here on this Tuesday night edition of Overtime, it's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 10 o'clock before we dish things over to the JR Sport Brief. It's been a wild and crazy show to this point. Appreciate all of the love you all are showing on the phones. MGM National Harbor Listen Line has been lit up all night. We talked a lot of Sam Howell in that 7 o'clock because what else is there to talk about with a four-win football team in the first week of December? I'll find something to talk about. It's where we go right now out to our BetQL guest hotline is where we find our pal Michael Phillips covering the Washington Commanders right now for the Washington Times. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. Well, I can't say Michael P. RTD because it's no longer RTD. I think it's in RVA though, right? I wanted to make it as hard as possible for people. I want to, you know, use up as much of this segment as possible having to say my Twitter name. Mission accomplished. Yes, I, I'm sparing us from having to talk about the Washington Commanders. You're welcome, Washington. I am here for you. Definitely. Uh, Michael P. and RVA, uh, I agree with you. Uh, Sam Howell's the uh, Sam, Sam Howell's my topic of fascination as well. Yeah, make sure you all tap into our guy, Michael Phillips, on our sister station, 910 The Fan AM in Richmond, weekdays 10 to noon for MP on the mic. First of all, I've listened to your shows. Hearing you get better is awesome. But to come in the game with one of the most badass names already, it just shows who you are, Mikey. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. It's been a ton of fun. We've been doing this for three months now. Uh, my guy Awad's on right after us. We've got a, got a live and local lineup happening, and uh, I'm excited. You know, I I've done the commanders for many years. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, nine years of doing full-time commanders coverage. Um, but, but I mean, there's a ton of other fun stuff out there. I'm yes. going to get, you know, if I want to talk about the Wiz, I talk about the Wiz. I don't want to talk about the Wiz right now, but I could <laughs> theoretically. Uh, if I want to talk about the Caps, I talk about the Caps. Uh, BCU basketball's right yes. down here. I just, you know, it's, it's fun to branch out. Definitely is. But I'll bring you back to your roots, the Burgundy and Gold, Michael. Yes, with, sir. So what is it, what, three games left to go? Four games left to go in the season. I feel like I ask you this every time we talk. With a month left, like, what are you looking for here down the stretch? And is there anyone that isn't playing right now that you'd like to see inserted into the lineup? You know, I, I think we will see a lot more Chris Rodriguez in the coming weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I don't know how Brian Robinson's hamstring is, and mm-hmm. I don't think Brian Robinson knows how his hamstring is. Right? <laughs> right? Those are those are fickle injuries. They're they're week to week, and they'll see how he is coming off the bye. But I think regardless of how he is. Now's the time you give Rodriguez some carries. I think he's acquitted himself well with the carries that he has received so far. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a, he's a tough physical runner, but you want to see, right? Is, is he a guy you want to go into next year with? Is that something you need to spend a draft pick on? Uh, kind of all, all those questions you, you ask yourself as, as we get to the end of the season. And uh, certainly defensively, you know, I've, <laughs> I've been watching Percy Butler, uh, you know, a guy who's been getting a ton of snaps, you know, is he a guy you can roll with into next year? Is he a guy who's going to be able to do that. I don't I don't know if we'll get any more Emmanuel Forbes this year because of the injury. Obviously, he's also a guy you'd love to give some development time to. Um, but, but certainly the young guys are going to be a focus here down the stretch, as, as they should be, um, you know, with Sam Howell obviously being the centerpiece of that. Speaking of Mr. Number 14, I had a Twitter poll that I put out today, Mike, and I really, really never do these, but got some good participation on it. The question was, what is Sam Howell's ceiling if you improve the offensive line and add a dynamic pass catcher to this group in the offseason? Now, I know the question opens up Pandora's box because it's so difficult to project someone's ceiling. 
But Michael Phillips, the floor is yours. What do you think his ceiling could be? I, I'd love to find out, um, right? <laughs> I, I thought, I'd, you know, it, what's annoying here is mm-hmm. you, me, everybody else. What, 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 what do we do all last April, right? Was, right. Who are the offensive <laughs> linemen they've got to take in the draft? Who are the offensive linemen they've got to target a free agency? This is a terrible offensive line. How are they going to fix this offensive line now? How are they going to do it? And then they didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, we all saw it coming. Um, we, we all saw this coming. And, and you know, my, uh, I know you love a good hot take, so mm-hmm. I, I would like to bring one to your show as a the gift floor to you. Is I, said, <laughs> I, said this, I said this this morning, and I, I'll say it again, mm-hmm. and, and, and I believe this. If Sam Howell were on the San Francisco 49ers, I think he'd be just as good as Brock Purdy right now. Mike, uh, the last caller th- just said the exact same thing you said. So that, yeah, I just – Okay. What, What's Brock Purdy doing that Sam Howell's not capable of doing, right? He, he, I, I think that the one thing you'd say is he gets the ball out a little quicker. The decision-making's a little quicker right now. Um, but, man, like Sam Howell in that Dolphins game, dude just looked rattled, right? Like, yeah. dude, dude knew, like, if I don't throw the ball right away, I'm about to get smoked. Yeah. Um, there's no way to play football. It's no, it's no way to go through this. Now, this does bring up the fear and the concern, and this is the other thing, right? Like, I think – I'm good rocking with Sam Howell into 24 and giving him an opportunity right. behind a rebuilt team, a, a better coaching, better offensive line, better talent players, all those things. But I can't say conclusively he's going to succeed. You know, he, he might not. You remember North Carolina, man. Yeah. Dude showed flashes, then didn't back it up. Um, you know, that could happen again. And, and so my fear here is you're going to have to keep this door cracked open potentially into 25. You know, we thought this year would be the year we'd get the verdict. Right. I fear we may be headed to a point where we leave this year without the verdict. A hung jury, you say, Michael Phillips? Shocker. A hung jury. Here there in our nation's capital. <laughs> no, I, I get it, though, and I think anyone that, that watches these games and actually knows what the hell they're looking at, the highs are really high with Sam Howell and the lows are really low. I think well, we need but. to see that consistency on a more down-in, down-out basis, but – it's hard when nothing around him is consistent, as you've alluded to. The offensive line hasn't been very good. I was defending them in the first seven or eight games of the season, but here in the last month or so, it's really you know fell off a cliff talking about their play. I want to go back to Sunday in particular because it's one of the comments that happened in the postgame from, was it Van Ginkle that it was that caught the pick six, and, and he was talking about how the play was tipped off because of Andrew Wiley. When you look big picture, right, at what Sam is being asked to do on a down-in to down-out basis, in terms of why Washington's struggling offensively, if you do a blame pie here, how much of it is on Sam, how much of it is on the offensive line, and how much of it is on the coordinator, how much of it's on the receiver? Long-winded question, Mike, but I say all that to say it feels like everyone is playing their hand in the offensive struggles. Yeah, and it's been so fluid throughout the year, right? Like, I, I mean, if you, when you asked me in week five, I, you know, <laughs> I said, I, I, think, I think Sam is failing the offensive line. I think he's holding on to right. the ball too long. I don't think he's getting them in the right protection. I think he's largely fixed that problem, and right? You had those kind of like three weeks where everything felt right and everybody mm-hmm. was like, ah, we got the guy, we're good. Um, and then there's now been this regression again, and, you know, without – now being an expert here and without knowing what they're calling, it does feel like this round is maybe more 
on the offensive line than on Sam, that, that they've just been getting beaten these one-on-one matchups. Now that also correlates mm-hmm. with an improvement in the teams they're playing against. Right. And that is not going to change. The Jets are on the schedule. The 49ers <laughs> are on the schedule. Another round with the Cowboys. Like that's what gives me fear here in these final weeks is to say, man, they are playing some really good defenses. Now that that's both an opportunity for Sam Howell, but that's also like, Dude could have this sack record yeah. uh, by by the time the season's <laughs> over. That's a very realistic thing right now. Yeah, and it's it's a interesting conversation to have in terms of his sacks. I always get laughed at when I bring up, well, you know, Joe Burrow, the year that they went to the Super Bowl, led the NFL in sacks taken. But obviously, Sam Howell is not Joe Burrow. But you get what I'm saying here. Sacks is something that Sam He's would be able to improve on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> when I look. Big picture at the future of this thing, Mike. Washington, as I counted, 17 free agents that played significant snaps. Obviously, the number's higher than that. If the season ended today, is there one or two guys that you're banging on the table for saying, this new regime has got to bring these guys back or I'll stop watching? I Boy. Stop watching strong. (laughs) Yeah, pretty pretty, pretty strong phrasing there. I don't know if I'll be standing on any tables. I I used up my table to try to get Florida State into the college football playoffs. I I, I have collapsed on my table. I have no more tables to stand on. When when you die on a hill, sometimes you lay dead on the hill. That's uh, that's the thing that happens at the end. Um, When two guys, one on offense, one on defense, on offense, I I do like Curtis Samuel a lot, and I, I, I would remind everybody, that Curtis Samuel's very best year in Carolina came the year after Ron Rivera left. Uh, and Curtis Samuel's best <laughs> yeah. year in Washington has come the year Eric Bieniemy has been in charge, yeah. not Ron Rivera. Hmm. Um, I think there's more potential there than we realize, and and I think he's been a very efficient, versatile piece of this offense, and and can contribute in a lot of different ways. Uh, I think he's worth keeping around. I I don't think well, obviously he's had a good season, and obviously right. he's a named guy. I don't know that he's done enough to be like, if this dude's about to like clean up and free agency or anything, right? Like right. I, you know, price, price is a consideration here too. And I, and I think the price will be reasonable. Like we're not shopping in the bargain bin for Curtis Samuel, right. but like, you know, not a Louis bag either. Right. Like we're going <laughs> to, you know, we're, we're going to be able to, we're going to be able to get a reasonable price on that, right. which, which is important in the salary cap league on defense. I got, I, I'm gonna let me build a table so I can stand up on it again for my guy, yeah. Kendall Fuller. Yes, uh, I, I have liked Kendall Fuller for years. I think he's just a steady down in, down out NFL caliber starter. I think people wanted him to be more than he was, and I think maybe that narrative has swung to like he is what he is. But what he is is the kind of guy you set it, forget it. Uh, he's he's gonna play well. He's he's gonna hold his guy. Um, He's not going to make any Pro Bowls. He's not going to be on any All-Pro teams. But you need guys like that on a team, too. And, and you know, and a team that's going to have a lack of veterans next year, obviously, right. uh, I think he's one worth keeping around. We're joined right now on the BetQL guest hotline by our pal Michael Phillips. You can catch him weekdays 10 to noon on MP on the mic on our sister station at 910 The Fan AM in Richmond. You can also catch his work in the Washington Times right now as well. Uh, Mike, there was a certain defensive tackle that came on these very airwaves Monday morning and had some very interesting comments. I haven't even given my two cents on it yet. I want to hear from you, though, two-parter for you. One, what was your initial reaction uh, to the comment? And then, if you get a good enough offer this offseason for John Allen and or Terry McLaurin, 
Do you pull the trigger on that move, or do you view one or two of those guys as someone that can be a franchise building block and help establish your new culture moving forward? What would you do? Yeah, I'll, I'll get to number two, mm-hmm. but, but my answer to, to number one there of, of, you know, what was my reaction? Duh. Yeah. It's about, <laughs> like, it's that time of year. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been doing this for a while. Like, the thing is, when you're in the locker room day in and day out, like, these dudes are so gassed at the end of a year. Yeah. Um, you know, 17 weeks of, like, throwing your body out there into, like, 70 car crashes <laughs> in a row, basically. You know, playing football is, is, is not for the not for the faint of heart. And, right. and dude's been beating himself up every week. Uh, you're working hard. I mean, the hours are long. The, the practices are long. The film study's long. And when you don't win, man, that just gets multiplied. You know that. Like, it's just it, – it is, it is tough. And so that, that's why you see, right, so many guys are always declaring their retirement right after the season – and then walking it back in like May or June, right? Because right. at the end of the season, if, if you haven't won at the end of the season, you're like, I can't do this ever again. Like, <laughs> this is the worst. Right. And then and then you wake up in, one day in May and you're like, ah, I feel good again. Let's Like, right. that was fun. Let's go do it. Um, that's why you see that, you know, more, more in football than other sports because it gives you that long off season to recover, to, to miss it. Of course he's tired of losing. Man, why wouldn't you be tired of losing? Dude was right. at Alabama. Dude – Dude knows what it is to win. He has tasted that, and he's not getting any of that here. No. So, of course, he's frustrated. Now, I would not trade John Allen. I would not trade Terry McLaurin. I'd put hmm. both of them off limits. And the reason why I would not move either of them, and the reason why I'm not worried about this Jonathan Allen thing, uh, or, like, you know, worried about losing him or, or him, you know, becoming disenfranchised or whatever, I think the rebuild's going to be quicker than some, like, three- to four-year Philadelphia 76er-style process. Ninety million in cap space next year. Some really good, really good draft picks next year. Uh, by I don't know who's coming, but by all accounts, this is an ownership group that is going to bring in steady, competent leadership. Um, I think this is a rebuild that can be done with these guys still on the team. Uh, I, hmm. I don't think that there's any indications to me that John Allen and Terry McLaurin won't still be wearing burgundy and gold when these guys are viable contenders. If this thing goes well, now obviously there's a chance it doesn't go right. Obviously, but if things go well, and look at the division, the Giants are the Giants. They're not going anywhere anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> the, you know, the Eagles are probably here to stay, but I think the Cowboys are nearing the cliff, right? They can only hang on to that for so long before all these contracts are going to come back and eat them, and, and the tidal wave is going to sweep them over. Yeah, It's a division where you can hang with the Eagles and, and do it pretty quickly, get to nine wins next year, get to 10 or 11 the next year, and, and – you know, I think they'll want to be a part of this, and I, I think they will be a part of this. Yeah, it was. I was taken aback by it because John is a local kid, so hearing him talk like that, knowing that he allegedly grew up rooting for this team, I think if your childhood dream comes through, comes true, and you get drafted to your favorite team, you would never want to go, no matter how much you lose. So him saying it on the record kind of rubbed me the wrong way. The second part of that, though, is interesting. Yes, Terry's numbers are down. Yes, John's numbers are down. But I do agree with what you said. I do think this rebuild, depending on who is picking the groceries, Mike, could be a lot quicker than what some people are anticipating. I just don't know, man. After watching this group for 13 games, Mike, it just feels like the cupboard is bare, man, especially on the defensive side of the football in terms of starters and your immediate backups. Boy, wasn't that the jarring thing, right, like in the offseason? Right. There are, <laughs> on, on opening day, there were six first round draft picks out of the 11 guys on defense like just just blind 
knowing that stat, you'd be like, ah, so that's a pretty good group, right? And none of them were like, you know, sometimes you have like, I mean, it was like, you know, when Jason Taylor swung through here at the end of his career, right? <laughs> right like right. the Dan Snyder veteran, but like none of them were that guy, right? All six of them were viable, like you in their prime or semi in their prime or mostly in their prime guys, um, you know, wasn't even like Ryan Kerrigan didn't even count in that number. Like, right. you know, that was a legit six first round draft picks. And so it's not, it's not even just an indictment on the defense. It's an indictment on Ron Rivera, general manager as well. Very, very true. It's a tough spot for this franchise to be in. Hopefully, uh, we get some immediate help in here, Michael, because as a long diehard fan, long-time diehard fan, man, I I just need to see better. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. Mike, appreciate you giving me some time (laughs) as always, my friend. We'll do it again soon. All right, take care, dude. That is Michael Phillips, one of the absolute best. Make sure you check out MP on the mic weekdays, 10 to noon, over on our sister station, 910, the fan in Richmond. The VP of bits, as he likes to call himself, man. Love, love, love catching up with Michael Phillips. Plenty to to, to, to dissect and discuss uh, from that conversation. I didn't have John Allen sticking around on my bingo card in terms of next year because of the age and the production. But Michael Phillips says he can see it. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll reset things here a little bit. We'll look big picture at the National Football League. I want to let you hear that John Allen audio before we get out of here. But coming up next, the most highly anticipated power ranking segment in all of sports talk radio. It's time for Nell's Super Six Pack. My top six teams in the NFL. Tons of shakeup at the top after a crazy week 13 in the National Football League. My Super Six Pack is next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Big thank you to our friend Michael Phillips, who covers the Commanders for the Washington Times, for joining us in the last segment. If you missed any of my conversation uh, with Michael Phillips, make sure you download the always free Odyssey app. Use the Odyssey Rewind feature uh, and go back to the 820 segment to hear my conversation with Michael Phillips. Plenty of good nuggets in there about the burgundy and gold. Crazy, crazy past couple of weeks for this group, man. Before this current losing streak happened, Coming out of that New England game, they played well. They go to Seattle. They, they, they take the Seahawks down to the wire. And then it feels like the last couple of weeks have just been god-awful for this group. Uh, hopefully here in the final month of the season, they can get things back on track. We know they won't be in the playoff picture. But there are some teams who will. And it's my job to dissect who's real and who's not. It's the most highly anticipated power ranking segment and all of Sports Talk Radio, it's time for Nell's Super Six Pack, my top six teams in the NFL. 
Super Six Pack. Three, three, two, two, y'all. One. Thank you, big voice guy. Let's do it. Coming in at number six in Nell's Super Six Pack, my top six teams in the NFL. They are the stars of HBO's in-season hard knocks to a tongue of Iloa and the Miami Dolphins. Yes, their 45-10 beatdown of Washington 100% influenced them making their debut in Nell's Super Six Pack. I don't want to say their debut. It's been a while since about week four or week five since I've had this group in the upper echelon of the National Football League. I've been on record saying I think Miami is soft, and it's very clear how you beat them. You take away Tua Tungavailoa's first read, and you get pressure on the quarterback. That's how you knock off the Miami Dolphins. The reason I hadn't had them in my Super 6-pack is they still, to this point, do not have a win over a team with a winning record to this point. Every time they play someone who's worth the damn, they lose. Kansas City got them out of the way. The Eagles got them out of the way. The Buffalo Bills earlier in the season absolutely embarrassed this group. So it's hard for me to trust what Tua and company have going on. When you look at the final five games of the season, we are going to find out just how good the Dolphins are. Two of their final three, home for Dallas at Baltimore, and they wrap up the season at home against the Buffalo Bills. Okay. We'll see exactly who the Dolphins are. Right now, I think they're the sixth best team in the National Football League. Number five in those Super Six Pack. My top six teams in the NFL. Commanders fans, close your ears. The Dallas Cowboys. I wanted to put them higher up on this list. I think they have been damn near flawless since they got embarrassed by the 49ers on Sunday Night Football about a month and a half ago. Yes, they lost the game to the Philadelphia Eagles, but guess what? The rubber match is this Sunday, and I expect Dallas to come out and expose that Philadelphia defense that has been shredded the past couple of weeks. Dak Prescott playing good football. C.D. Lamb playing like a top 10 wide receiver in the National Football League. I love everything that I'm seeing from Dallas. The one thing I will say, though, is Dak Prescott, after his performance in primetime against Seattle on Thursday, officially staking his MVP claim. But the one thing about that Thursday night win that worries me about Dallas is defensively, Geno Smith, uh, DK Metcalf, having an offensive resurgence. That Seahawks offense had struggled coming into that one. Then they go out and light Dallas's defense up. I hope it was just a one-off. I hope it was just a one-off. Because if you had trouble stopping the Seahawks, imagine what Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are going to do to you this weekend, Dallas comes in at number five in Nell's Super Six Pack. Number four in Nell's Super Six Pack, my top six teams in the NFL, none other than the Philadelphia Eagles. They come in at number four after being number one for really what feels like four or five straight weeks. They have been the number one team. Defensively, I have question marks about the Dirty Birds. Offensively, they're good, right? Love DeAndre Swift. He got banged up uh, in their win the other or in the loss the other night. But the receiving core of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith is the best one-two punch in football right now. They're expected to get Dallas Goddard back this weekend for their big-time matchup uh, against the Cowboys. But just looking at the numbers right now defensively for Philly, 24th in the NFL in points allowed, 28th in the the NFL in first downs allowed, 32nd in third-down defense, 29th in red zone defense, and 26th in takeaways. 
when you have those numbers defensively and you got to stop Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb, I worry about you. The Eagles come in at number four right now, but I don't know how long they'll be at the top of this list. Number three, NL Super Six Pack, my top six teams in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs. I was super disappointed by their loss on Sunday to Green Bay. But the officials, if you listen to the top of the show, played a big part in that loss. Yes, Patty and company didn't execute. But there were some egregious no calls uh, in Kansas City's loss to the Packers. My big concern for Kansas City is the same one that it was at the beginning of the season. They need help at wide receiver, and right now they're not getting it. The offensive line has been eh as well. Defensively, though, I am definitely picking up what Steve Spagnola is putting down. They're playing fast. Trent McDuffie showing himself to be a true number one corner. They're good defense. Offensively, though, I expect them to catch up at some point. But for now, they're number three in Nell's Super Six Pack. Number two in Nell's Super Six Pack, my top six teams in the NFL, Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. They were dominant, dominant this past weekend. Anytime you beat one of the NFL's elites as bad as uh, San Francisco did on Sunday, I got to put some respect on your name, man. They're playing good football. They got a couple of more opportunities down the stretch against good teams to prove that they belong at number two in Nell's Super Six Pack. Right now, they are, to me, the second best team in the National Football League. And number one, the best team in the NFL, number one in Nell's Super Six Pack, Lamar Action Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, beneficiaries of the bye, I might add, because the last time we saw them uh, against the L.A. Rams, they didn't look, or excuse me, against the L.A. Chargers, they didn't look that good. They have the bye. Kansas City takes a blow. I already know they're better than the Dolphins, so I got to put them as the best team in the AFC, and they're the best team in the NFL as well. They've got some injuries offensively, but down the stretch, I think we'll see this running game really start to get kicked up, and we know it in the months of December and January. The teams that can run the football and stop the run the best usually uh, end up playing for the Lombardi Trophy. That's going to do it, though, for now. Super Six Pack. I'll run through it real quick. Dolphins, number six. Cowboys, number five. Eagles, number four. Chiefs, number three. Niners, number two. And the Ravens coming in at number one. That's Nell's Super Six Pack, my top six teams in the National Football League. When we get back, I'll play the audio for you that's made his rounds here on 106.7. Commander's defensive tackle John Allen joined the Junkies this past Monday, as he does each and every week, and uh, had some eyebrow-raising comments about his future here in D.C. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned. This is The Fan. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We are always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Take you up to 10 o'clock tonight before we hand things over to the JR Sport Brief programming note. At about 9.15, 9.20 or so, we'll be joined by capologist and the lead cap analyst for Pro Football Focus, our pal Brad Spielberger. He is set to join the program. We'll take a peek ahead at what Washington uh, is going to do in the offseason, what potential uh, GM candidates they could bring in, and what they could be looking to do in the draft. All that more coming up with Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus at about 9.15 or 9.20. I wanted to get to something that, has made its rounds uh, here over the past couple of days. I guess it was just yesterday. Just yesterday. John Allen, as he does every Monday, uh, he joins the Sports Junkies right here on 106.7 The Fan. It's always a great interview. The guys always do a great job with John. 
But I think the job they did this week is even better. Credit my man EB, Eric Bickle, the real EB here locally, getting John Allen to walk into this question, to walk into this answer, excuse me, about his future. Take a listen. Do you ever get to a point where you're frustrated, where you say to your wife, you know what, maybe I would be better off if they just moved me? 1,000%. I mean, I'll be lying if I said I didn't. You know, I play this game to win, and I would love to win here for sure. But I want to win first and foremost. So that's always going to be at the front and center of my mind, and everything I'm going to be doing in my career is going to make sure I have an opportunity to win. Would that include having your agent maybe talk to the team in the offseason? I mean, if that's what it takes, I'm, I mean, it, I'm not going to sit here and talk about possibilities and mm-hmm. the future. You know, I'm going to focus on these next four games, do what I can to help this team win, and then we'll evaluate things after the season. But it has gotten to a point where you are frustrated and, you know, just doing, the, just coming in here and winning seven games every year, that's not, that's not how you want to end your career. Not at all. Not at all. I want to, I want to win. And I genuinely believe that we can do it here. But again, I got to, Sit down after the season and, you know, make the decision that's best for me and my family. And that's why I know me saying I'm leaving, but, you know. Right. Now, when I first heard that, let me pull back the curtain all the way for you. First, I saw the headline. Then I listened to the segment. Then I read the headline again. And then I listened to the segment. Normally, you know, sometimes headlines are, you know, used to get clickbait. But if anyone that's a fan of this team listens to John Allen and thinks that answer is acceptable, we clearly don't view team building and leadership in the same lens. It is ridiculous that John Allen, basically giving the middle finger to the rest of the guys in the locker room, saying, basically what he's saying is, I'm above you. I don't have to be here and deal with the losing because I'm not a part of it. I'm not a part of the reason we're losing. Uh, John, newsflash, yeah, you are. You've been invisible this year. So I get frustrated with John in particular because y'all know how I feel about John. I've gotten on my soapbox about him before. The whole clapping as I say everything during the pregame speech thing is really, really annoying, right? That bothers the hell out of me. The pass rush production isn't there. And I understand that I don't, no football as well as a general manager or a scout may. But damn it, I know the game. John Allen's got one move. One move. That hump move. And Duke Mannyweather and the folks over at the O-line masterminds that had their big camp this summer. You know what all the interior guards and centers were working on down there at their camp? John Allen and his hump move. And guess what John did? He doesn't have a counter for it. So if John doesn't win with the hunt move, which he hasn't all year, he's not going to get pass rush, which he hasn't all year long. You talk about guys establishing a culture. What culture is a comment like that helping set? John Allen supposedly grew up a fan of this football team from the area, but you consider asking for a trade? Your childhood dream has been fulfilled. If you really bleed burgundy and gold like the rest of the folks in the DMV do and you got drafted by this team, you know what the answer should have been? Psh, man, I want to be part of the solution. Under no circumstances would I ask for a trade out of Washington. Why would I do that? This is the team I grew up rooting for. This is the team I love. I bleed burgundy and gold. 
We're just going through a tough, tough stretch right now. But we're going to see it through, and I'm going to help see it through. Not copping the plea, talking about how you may ask your agent for a trade. Who the hell wants to trade for you? You're an aging defensive tackle that is regressing. And someone's going to want to trade for you? Wake up and smell the moonshine. There's not enough ass you can kiss, John Allen, to walk that statement back. And that's what you're known for. 19th in the NFL in terms of defensive tackle pass rush win rate. There are 18 defensive tackles affecting the quarterback more than John Allen, yet he's top 10 paid in the National Football League. Where they do that at? The math doesn't add up. So the next time John Allen, you know what? Okay, I'm going to chill. He's on our airwaves. It's a sponsored segment. Fine, John, say whatever you want. I'll just continue to play your stupid audio over the air when you say dumb things because that was stupid. You wear a C on your chest. You're the one that motivates this team every week. Yet you don't, you don't know if you want to be here moving forward. You don't know if you're going to ask for a trade or not this offseason. It's on the table. No, it shouldn't be on the table. It's loser mentality. You can trade this loser ass as far as I'm concerned with. John Allen doesn't move the needle for me. I gave you the, the, the drop on him. He's got one move. If you're an offensive guard or a center that can anchor and drop your ass and deal with a bull rush, you can block John Allen. I'd love to hear what he has to say to that. That's what someone in the media course should ask. Hey, have you noticed that teams are blocking you a little bit different this year? Your hump move isn't as successful. And your numbers have dropped significantly because of that. He has zero counters. Yet he's a top five, top ten defensive tackle in the National Football League. Miss me with that. Final hour of power coming up here on this Tuesday night edition of Overtime. In about 15 minutes, we'll have Brad Spielberger. He heads the research and development partner department for Pro Football Focus. He's set to join us. When we come back, we'll take a big picture look at the National Football League. It's been a crazy 13 weeks to this point. I just gave you my Super Six Pack. We'll look at some off-season storylines and what other teams should be looking at for the final month of the season next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 